Yeah, Joel and Fletch in the chair today. Uh, Monday week, the boys are back. So Vossie and Brandy next week, JK and Jaleesa. So looking forward to that as well. We'll go back to afternoons, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. And we appreciate all the support on the texts and the calls. Plenty busy, that's for sure. Motorola open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Eddie from Brisbane's there. G'day, Eddie. Good morning, boys. How are you? It's Rumour Thursday. Eddie, have you got a rumour or have you got a trumour? No, it's a rumour. I just got some hot mail from the States. To a T, will retire by the weekend due to pro, uh, concussion protocol. Wow. The Miami quarterback. And also that the Miami Dolphins and the Red Cliff Dolphins, because I'm based in Brisbane, hmm. will be sending a coaching team and players over, and they'll do a swap to learn about coaching and doing different things and fitness and stuff like that. Wow. Good in, good intel. Yeah, good angle. Eddie. Good angle. Hey, Eddie, what happens now? Oh, this is a question without notice. Um, what what happens with his contract? With Tua's contract, he, he would. It, it'd be paid out. It'd be paid. You know, the state saying, yeah, because it'd be, it'd be too much of a legal issue. If if the if the owners wouldn't pay him out, he would, especially after that last concussion he had, when they knew he was actually gone. And they continue to um, that game when he was playing. Yep. He, that could be millions and millions of dollars in lawsuits. Uh, you know, whatever you guys get paid as you know NRL players, picture that ten times as the lawsuit for the one player for injury. They don't want that kind of uh, publicity. You know, after the end of the season and stuff like that, it just hurt them the NFL too much. All right, Eddie. Um, this could be a rumor that I'm just starting now. <laughs> Two are gone. Brady. In for the oh, Dolphins. he's back again, is he? <laughs> what do you think? Is there a chance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He could be. Mate, you never know. Brady might even come over, you know, be the next president. He couldn't do any worse than what Biden's doing. No. i tell you what, in the fair income stakes, if he put his hand up for a seat, he'd just about win at Brady. Yes. Oh, he would. No questions asked. Hey, Eddie, hasn't the shares gone up in Brady? When he was at the Patriots, I, I don't believe that everyone loved him in the same manner to which it became after going to the Buccaneers. Would you agree with that? I agree with that, yeah. Because, I mean, like, uh, here's another one. It's not a rumor. It's an investment. If you can get a Tom Brady rookie card cheap, it'll go up in the next three months by 1000 bucks. What, what are we looking at? What would a Tom Brady rookie card be nerves. now? Yeah. A PSA 10, you're probably looking at about two and a half grand Australian. So you probably... Just by picking it up, you, uh, knowing his retirement, it'll pick up. You'll probably double your money. I reckon one to two thousand in six months. Okay, U.S. or Vietnamese dong. <laughs> <laughs> U.S. Okay, fair enough. Okay, just on tour two, by the way. So he's the quarterback for Miami Dolphins. He yes. signed a four-year deal, thirty million dollars. So that's seven and a half, seven and a half million dollars U.S. per so, year. Plus, you know, what's, what's the yeah? Plus a twenty, twenty million dollar signing bonus. Nice. Okay, so that the owners of that team, like you know, imagine that when it's five times more. They, there's no way they do it. They just go handshake and see you later. Gotcha. And would that come under the salary cap then? His payout. Oh, there's no salary cap. That's the difference. Why do you think guys over in the states would be, you know, is getting one player's getting as much as what the NRL can buy gets? Oh, I thought there was a salary cap. No. Oh, uh, there is, but I mean, there's a lot more undoing, you know, like, uh, uh, what is it? Um, advertise, what do they call it? Third party, I think you guys call oh, it at least yeah, over here. Yeah. yeah, I think they might call it, do they call that image rights over there or some, something like that? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little do. bit like that. I'll start so, a rumor for you, Eddie. I reckon 
that uh, Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers quarterback. We'll go there. I reckon he'll go to the 49ers. Okay. They are hey, ch- that's a, that, yeah. hey, another thing, boys, because you'll probably know more than this. I talked to Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan about oh, four months ago. What is happening with the rumor, and I'll say it's probably blow dust, of a game going to Chicago in the future in the States? An NRL game? Well, take, yeah. it, up, take it up with Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, here he is. The regurg- we call him Regurgitator, though. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Eddie. How are you? Hang on. Play your sting. Hey, please, Dan. One, one sec, Eddie. One sec. <laughs> this is this is Regurgitator. Uh, it's a great band <laughs> in about 2010, 2012. Uh, I think that... Hey, really- Dan, I called you up uh, oh, a few months ago, yeah. and I talked to you about saying that, you know, there's no way in hell the NRL will send a team to... Chicago. Yep. It's gone very quiet. Did I stir it up too much? Uh, you may have. You may have. I think it's all gone quiet, the game in yeah. America. Not happening this year. Maybe next year they want it, but I think Manly pulled out, didn't they? Manly sure. pulled out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just didn't hear anything about it, and I thought, oh, that's weird. I hope they just get on the field this year. Even though I'm a Yank, I love NRL, and I. this is just – I wish they'd sit down and say, no one's getting out of this room until it's solved. Let's get the game going. Yeah. Go to Storm. I will be right. We'll That's be what kicking Lee off. Lee Hadzi Matella said. Lock we'll be kicking off. Three days. We'll be kicking off. Good idea, Eddie. Great to chat, mate. And uh, great to hear you're a loyal supporter of uh, Lieutenant Dan's tradie era as well. Absolutely. And he regurgitated yeah. three months <laughs> ago as well. That was, that was good too. <laughs> good on you, Eddie. Thanks, boys. Have a good day. Thanks, Thanks for the rumour. Thanks for the rumour. One, three. Well, um, it's going to be a bit tricky for Eddie up there in Brisbane to go to the cricket tonight. So, obviously, it's going to have to be a Sydney side. Or then again, you yeah, may know yeah. someone in Sydney. So he could oh, you're be saying in the, for, in the running for the rumour? We've got two tickets for tonight's final, yes. semi-final, which is the Heat taking on Sydney Sixers with a winner a chance to go through. Well, not a chance. The winner goes through to take on Perth in the final of the Big Bash. Let's talk a bit of rugby league. What's making news in the National Rugby League? Well, Liam Martin. I find this interesting, uh, Brian. Yep. Liam Martin has extended with the Panthers for a further one season. Yes. So which I find unusual because he's just played for Australia, played terrifically well, played for New South Wales. One-year extension, is that – why so, you reckon? I would suggest that Penrith wanted him longer, but I'm thinking maybe that, that's – Oh, he's backing himself. I'm backing, yes. Right. That's what I would presume. So, Or maybe they've offered him something longer, but not quite the money he wants. Yeah. So then he's going, okay, I'm just going to back myself. We've yep. got a window here, maybe. Yeah. So that gets him there till the end of 24 – um, 25 year old he's played 86 games for the Panthers six origins for New South Wales five tests for Australia mm. why he's a really good story and you, you see this so often you know Dallas Johnson these players who would have come through the junior reps not being real eye catchers yeah and then they Dale Finucane, uh the list goes on you absolutely need these guys to win premierships and uh, oh, he was enormous in the grand final enormous and, enormous good. for Australia bro. yeah, yeah. No, um, he, uh, so well done well done. Um, Liam Martin, the boy from Tamora. Uh, rumours, back to rumours, suggest the Bulldogs will go for Spencer Linu. Yeah. That, do, do you see that, that done? I, I do see that. That's not a – I mean, it's not It's not going to cost them a whole lot. No. In the sense of, you know, he's going to – it's not like a, a Stephen Crichton job. It'll be four or 500,000. I, I know Gus thinks about <laughs> along these lines, and, and I've got to say, I totally agree. The The – Price you pay for success. Do you, like, do you think it's unfair to the Panthers? And I don't get too bogged down in development. So people go, oh, yeah, they developed. I don't actually think clubs do a lot for 13, 14-year-olds. I think just the kids are good players there. And sometimes the bigger um, areas just, again, naturally have more players. But yeah. but in the case of 
you know, getting a player through to first grade. So you may identify someone from another region, develop them, you know, at 19, 20, get them into first grade. So in the case of, say, Spencer Lanou, yep. I don't believe that the Panthers should have to compete dollar for dollar with someone like Canterbury or another club. I think if you debut a player and they play X amount of games for you, there should be some discount. You shouldn't be punished. So yeah. even when the Melbourne Storm broke the salary cap, like these players were mostly homegrown players. They weren't they weren't pinched from other clubs at high ticket amounts. They were players who were, were nobodies and then just by way of their own success, good uh, front office, good systems, they produce these results. And as a result, uh, when you start winning competitions, everyone wants to get paid. Yeah, we well, can't really... You, you can't really forgive Melbourne what they did because no, they... no, I'm not I'm not forgiving them. But, no, but but I don't I think, think it's a, fair that they I think should. That's a bad be... example, and okay. they had two books. Like you sign this, give one to the NRL. Like that's blatantly cheating. No, I understand that, but what I'm saying is that had the rule been different, where you know Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, Dallas Johnson, all these guys who were no ones before going to the Storm, if they're not treated dollar for dollar to the marketplace, because there is it... dispensation for. Uh, players who have been there a longer time. Yeah, but it's a long, long time, yeah. isn't it? Is it eight years? I know it was going to be ten. I think they brought it up. Do you think the incumbent team should have first right in re-signing if they don't negotiate a contract within a certain amount of time, they hit the free agent market? Because it seems like it's open slather, right? As soon as it hits, what is it, November 1? Yeah. Well, anyone to, can we're re-sign going back to June and the, 30 the yeah. following year. Well, that was because of COVID. Yeah. That's why it was pushed back. Yeah. So, do you think? Let's say, let's use Lenu as an example, right? right? If he's off contract in 2024, yep. he has the right to sign with the Panthers up until June 30 this year to re-sign. If he hasn't done that, he's now eligible as a free agent. So, when November one comes around, anyone, or well, yeah, anyone can sign him. So the Panthers can go back to the table, offer him more if they want. Yeah. Um, but saying, they still have first rights you, on that. You player. can get that written in your contract. But do you think it should be a league-wide thing so that at yeah. least you, at least if someone leaves, you did have the opportunity to sign yeah. that person yeah. and not, and Makes then it takes, um, you know, teams like let's say the Dolphins were just hitting up players like behind the scenes whilst the season was going. But my argument, Brooks, you would be that you've got them in your hands, so you're already at a significant advantage if you're treating yes. the player well and you've got those relationships, you know, with the coach and the board or whoever it may be. You are in the box seat anyway. My argument going back to Lanou or anyone else is, is that because they've done so well in so many departments, Penrith, why shouldn't they? The only reason that Spence Lanou and all these players' values have gone up is because of largely the great work the environment the club has done. And now they're pricing themselves out. I just think we're missing something there, punishing success. And and, and as I said, I've, I've heard Phil Gould uh, talk similarly along that as well. And I totally agree. I totally agree. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Speaking about Phil Gould, Josh Reynolds. Oh, that's good. Rewarded with the contract of the Bulldogs. This is fantastic. This is terrific. And did you see how they announced it? No. So they put up on the board a, it was almost like an X-ray and it was of a chest and it was a Bulldog inside the X-ray and they're saying, uh, yeah. who's got Bulldog in the, in the oh, DNA? It's got Gus written all over it. Yeah. Whether the, or not he'll play a whole lot of games, that, that's right. But just having him around the joint, yep. Um, his, his experience. Where do you think if he does play, coming off the bench, bit of nine, yeah, fourteen. Do you see him at all? Number seven. Do you see him nah. only with injuries? No. Nah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think he'll play the role. Do you remember the role that Benji Marshall played for South? Yep. I think that's his role. Bit of lock forward. Yeah. yeah. Just a bit, just that little uh, bit part player who just raises the standards and he comes back to Canterbury and has that energy. But so back to his announcement, they're all sitting there. And this is why I'm very strong on top eight. Energy's everything, Brian. So they're all there in this theatre room. They put up the DNA with the X-ray, the bulldog inside the uh, the rib cage, so to speak. And then... What, 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 who was in there? Was Josh the in there? The whole team was there. No, who was in the X-ray? No, it was just a bulldog, picture of a bulldog. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Okay, they said, who's got bulldog in their DNA? Then they turned the slide and they said, this guy's got bulldog DNA. And they had the locker room of Josh Reynolds and said he's just joined the squad and the boys went berserk. That's good. Fantastic. They're doing everything right, aren't they? Yeah. The buzzer's there for, not only for this year but next year. And I, I'm on I'm on with you, Shug. I think this could be a very good season for the Bulldogs. Oh, so you're, you're on the eight. All right, let's have yeah. a side bet. I think yeah. in life generally, right, in whatever vocation you're in, whether you're a real estate agent, you're a school teacher, you're a plumber, electrician, whatever it is, most people go about things quite mediocre. You've only got to be in the top 50% to make the top eight. Just a bit more now that's 17 Canterbury doing everything right. We're not asking to finish top four. They, they will be, they will be in the top eight. The Canterbury Bulldogs at the conclusion of the regular season in 2023. Brian, as I said last year about Hines to win the Delhi, and as I said about the Sharkies top eight last year, Brian. Yes. The Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs and, Bulldogs, right. and, and this is the other factor Hang which on. hasn't been spoken about. Well, here we go. As they march into September. Yep. They're one of the great supporter base, the Canterbury Bulldogs, right? Mm. That crowd starts to jump on their back as that 18th player, Brian. The Canterbury Bulldogs of 2023 are marching back to the finals. Hit me. That's an early crow there, Lieutenant yeah. Dan. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. Well Thank done, you. LD. Well. Great yeah. setup. Yeah, great yeah. setup. I, I knew we were going with that. Well, I'm for Bulldogs fans. That's correct. But uh, who, who's dropping out then? I, I haven't landed on that just yet. Okay. Well, let's have let's have yeah. Let's go to the uh, top ten then. Yeah. Not the top eight. It's top ten. Yeah, but it's too early to do that, Brian. That's on the summer shelf of topics. Well, hang on. It's not too early because you've all, you're already saying the Bulldogs are going to be... That's all I'm concerned about. I just see what's happening, all the energy. You okay. can't stop that tidal wave of energy. You mentioned blokes like Josh Reynolds. All ships rise with the tide, Brian. Okay. Everything's up, 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 positive. Get another one. Yeah. Get another one. Can't agree with you on this one. <laughs> no. Can't agree with you on this one. In other news, let's talk about Manly. Where are Manly going to finish? Uh, Jason Sarver, of course, recovering from the ACL. Told Fox Sports he's at six months and he's running well and moving well. Scored 33 tries. What about that back three in the last couple of years when Turbo's been fit? Tommy mm. Turbo, Saab, Garrick, just try-scoring machines. Speaking about Tommy Turbo, he's responded to calls from him to play centre. You know what? I've been saying this for a few years now. The fullback role, in my opinion, is too demanding for a whole season for 80 minutes a game. And particularly when you have someone like a Ruben Garrick in your side, why wouldn't you play a hybrid? Why wouldn't you play Tommy Turbo for 50 minutes? I'd do the same with Latrell. Latrell Mitchell, for me, doesn't need to play 80 minutes of fullback. And these guys like – and the same can be said for James Tedesco. James Tedesco for 20 minutes at the centres and you send Manu back there. But those players, like a Teddy and a – Turbo, they can't help themselves. They want to be getting their hands on the ball. Out at centre, you know, sometimes it's very hard to get the ball. But, Brian, they score. Like, those players at centre. Manly can't afford to have him at centre. Yeah, but near the line, you just get the ball to him. They just score these guys. Manly have to have him at fullback. Uh, For the fact of him creating stuff, you just talked about Jason Saab. 
scoring when he's when there's no Tommy there. They don't even they're, they're inept. I understand that, but I don't believe you have to have him there for eighty minutes a game for twenty five rounds of a season. Yeah. I, I just think that okay. teams are missing a trick when you've got a capable backup. You know, like South have, like Manly have. Uh, like the Roosters have, you should be utilising and balancing it up, uh, mixing your players around. I totally agree. And I think we've talked about it with NFL where it's like, oh, why don't they do a bit of a NRL sort of play? I think there's nothing wrong with flipping that again. Why don't they do a set play where Tommy might be out in the centres, Garrick's yeah. in the – like there's nothing wrong with that. Like he might play – be wearing number one and be at the fullback role. But who knows, off a scrum, off you know, on an attacking set, like putting him in there. Are you saying for kick returns, just just get Garrick to do all, all the hard stuff and yeah. then Tommy just, just mix when it we come over a good ball, righto, Tommy? Yeah. You've got so many coaches now and I feel that that could be the evolution like where you've got these fullback centres combining to and wingers as well, just shifting plays and just going, then the defence is like, whoa, mm. haven't seen this one before. It's four, six points. It could be the difference in but the game. But you know the other side of the coin with fullbacks now, they've also got to be, you know, with, with defence too. So when they're... And Tommy's very good at it. Yeah, but Garrick's more than capable. Yeah. For 20 minutes a game, Brian, 25 minutes a game. Yeah. And I do think the clubs are too rigid. That's because it's always been that way. That's how we do it. I'll tell you another example. David Fafita, everyone is trying to get David Fafita to where they want him to be, which is a high workload. You've got to do this. And everyone's constantly disappointed in David Fafita. But David Fafita, if you can imagine him coming through the juniors, he, he was such a big, powerful player he was never reliant on high volume work and, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. So for me with David Fafita, I'd be thinking about how do I get more production time out of David Fafita? Yeah, sure. Start him in the back row, but I'd be using him at left center from times. Yeah. The reason I say left center, because we know by stats that most often teams target right to left. So that's the other side. So he'd be away from the center position. He did have one little crack last year. Valentine Holmes schooled him, but that was a game him playing right. I'd put him onto the left-hand side. Mal Meninga, him near the line at centre, Brian. Yeah, very hard to stop. How do you stop him? The, every try, I, I honestly believe if David Fafita could understand how to hit holes, a bit like well, Beaver was the king of it, every try that he scores, it's a bit like under eights, yeah. right? Like, as you mentioned, get the ball to him, and from a standing start, and he just goes, whooshka, whooshka. Dummy half, that was his go-to. Yep. But imagine him just coming off the back fence and realising which hole to hit. And now he's got Kieran Foran, who's very, very good at uh, ball playing. Yes. He would be unstoppable near the line. hundred percent. It, it's like Sometimes I think it's, it's, it's the way he plays. He doesn't really know, not, not, what, not what he's doing, but he just, it's just his natural ability and how fast and big he is. If he could read the game as a ball runner running through a certain hole, he'd be unstoppable. Yep, and and not too dissimilar to Dave Taylor. I, I, I believe that they spent his whole career trying to turn him into a player that he never was. Yeah. And they're doing the same with David Fafita. You, you've just got to know what you've got, what history says to you about the clues of how they play. And he's not a high-volume player. He's an impact player, David Fafita. Have you say the Motorola open line? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 the affordable smartphone. This is the summer breakfast edition, all thanks to Brian's lawyers. A break and back with more. Vossie and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.